Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. I'm not thinking about retirement. Um, I'm thinking about the Super Bowl and trying to win the most important game of the year. And uh, it's going to take a lot to do it. Tom Brady, now he was sacked 35 times this season. That guard, Tooney, he's weak. He's the weak link of this offensive line. They're going to stunt. They're going to get after this front. The Eagles have what it takes. I mean, that's kind of the mentality of the entire city of Philadelphia. People love the underdog mentality. Uh, Philadelphia is a blue-collar town, and that's what we are as players. What did the football coach say to the payphone? I, I want my quarterback. <laughs> got it. <laughs> you got a good future in that. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Oh, the Super Bowl's here, folks. It is here. From the preseason all the way to now, then there were two Eagles Patriots. Welcome to TSN 4 Downs. We are delivered by Domino's. I'm Andy McNamara, and guys, for the big game, <laughs> just, just do Domino's. That's it. Domino's.ca. Carry out. Delivery. How about a large four-topping pizza, eleven ninety-nine? They got big party platters. You can have side dishes like pasta, chicken wings, marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Be the hero of your big game party. Go to Domino's.ca. Follow us on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. You miss any of the show, you can go to iTunes, subscribe us to us there, iHeartRadio, the TSN1050.ca show page, and we always tweet out the links as well. Big Super Bowl show. For you today, I got a, not one, not two, but a three-time Super Bowl champion from the New England Patriots, Gerard Cherry. Now, Gerard was with Brady and Belichick for the first three, so the beginning of the dynasty. He was there the year before when well, things didn't go so well, and Belichick was actually on the hot seat. So we'll dive into it with Gerard Cherry. How, how did this, this monster grow? He was there from the ground level, so we'll chat with him. And then Eagles reporter from Eagles.com, Chris McPherson, on well, what do the Eagles have to do to win? Patriots are favored. Right now, Vegas has them at a 4.5, started at 5.5, went as low as 4, creeping up to 4.5. What do they have to do? So we'll chat with Chris McPherson about that. We'll, of course, give you our takes, prop bets, some Fantasy football talk as well. Last chance to do that with DraftKings. And, uh, oh, uh, how about this? The quarterback trade that shocked the NFL world. Alex Smith to Washington, which means that Kirk Cousins is gone from the Redskins. He's not going to resign. And he's going to become a very rich man. Let's bring in producer Mike Skrizniak. Skrizzy, uh, Cousins, we already knew he was going to get paid. But now he's really going to really get paid. Really going to get paid. Like, really going to get paid. Uh, as in, like, the highest paid player in NFL history get paid. Must be nice to be the 11th best quarterback in the league. That's it. Kids, throw a football. Go outside right now. Start throwing a football. You can be, if you're slightly above average, you're going to become the highest paid player in NFL history. Yeah. That's insane. Bad. And Kirk Cousins, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's fine. I'm like the ninth best producer here at TSN Radio, and I get, like, peanuts compared to... Right. In comparison, you should be rich. Right? You should be rich. And Tom Brady, who's the best quarterback, is getting scraps in comparison. He gives away money (laughs) so that they can sign better players. So he can win titles. And this is what's going to be interesting with Kirk Cousins. Because it's not like he was playing for a couple hundred Gs 
a year ago. He's been under the franchise tag, so he's already a multi, multi, multi-millionaire several times over the last couple of years. So Cousins says it's not just about the money, it's about winning. What spots make sense? Denver Broncos jump out to me. Now, if he's just going cash, my Cleveland Browns got 30 mil more in salary cap space than anybody else. But mm, but but I wouldn't really categorize. Brown. But I wouldn't really categorize going to Cleveland as a winning culture. No, you know, no, no, no. Since they've won one game in two years, so that's a little that's a little tough. Did you um, on January thirty first? Did you get my oh, message? I did. Hugh Jackson Day. Thank you. Happy Skiz. Hugh Jackson Day. Yeah. One thirty one. I woke up to that. <laughs> uh, that was welcome. great. Thank you. Just rub it in. Uh, but where? <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Where else could could Kirk Cousins go? What about the Jets? How about the Jaguars? But then you run into a lot of salary cap situation there. You're missing one team that jumps out right away. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Now, they're an older team. Can they use Cousins and retweak on the fly? Maybe if you cut a bunch of older talent and rejig it and have a, a little bit of a longer plan. You also do that. There's not a whole lot of pressure out in Arizona. It's nice weather. You know, You're going to get David Johnson back. Yeah. You still have one more year with Larry Fitzgerald at least. Sure. So. And and you can build. I think the Broncos, if I'm John Elway, I'm going hard at Kirk Cousins. That's the type of guy who can come back and put you immediately back into the Super Bowl conversation. Even though you have the fifth overall pick in the draft? Yep. Where you can select your own QB? Here's the thing. One, who's available at five? Baker Two, Mayfield. Maybe. Yeah. And you know what? Next week's show after the Super Bowl, we're going to get into the quarterback class, draft class, much deeper. But to me anyway, and to to several experts, I don't see anybody on that team who is ready to step in immediately and be a starter or or should be doing that. So is Kirk Cousins somebody who, all right, you send him to a big five-year deal. Maybe you're not in love with any QB. Take your time. Or, heck, you draft somebody there, let him sit for a while. A la Jimmy Garoppolo and build and then you're not in a rush at all. So the Broncos Broncos make a lot of sense to me uh, on that one. So that was the, the big storyline through the week. Alex Smith. All right, going to Washington. Interesting spot for him because he loses a lot of weapons. Like the Redskins are gonna have to be very active in free agency and throughout the draft. Because he's got squat. Well, who is, if, who is Alex if, Smith throwing to? If Jordan Reed ever stayed healthy, he's a top three tight end. But he can't. Chris Thompson this year developed as a good pass-catching running back yep. who got a lot of yards on not a lot of touches. And I can find those mid-round draft. Yeah, absolutely. But Thompson showed you that he could play. Yeah. So Reed can't stay healthy. Who's he throwing it to? Terrell Pryor? He's gone. He was terrible. Well, Josh Doxson shows flashes. At the end of the year, Yes. Is he a number one? Are you going in as a number one? He got a lot of money. This might be Alex Smith's last big payday at 33 years old. I don't know what Washington's really going to do. So they're going to, if they're active, there's lots of time, right? Free agency, draft. You can build up pretty quick. And if you have and you're spending the money on Alex Smith, if I'm Washington, I'm doing that. Otherwise, why the heck are you investing? Yeah, you, you, you gave $70 million guaranteed yeah. to a QB who's older. Than Kirk he, might Cousins. Be a, he might be a little bit more efficient, but is he much better than Kirk Cousins? I don't think so. No, like I don't think so. I just keep wondering, is there something about Kirk Cousins we don't know that Washington knows, or are they just totally dysfunctional? Because you keep question. franchise tagging him. You could have signed him. His numbers have been great. 
You didn't put anything around him. You refused to commit. Why? You like that? Yeah. You like that? Go get you some money. Kirk Cousins, get paid. Get, go get paid. Hey, you know what? RG3 was on Radio Row begging for a job, and Kirk Cousins was the fourth-round pick. Couldn't become the highest-paid player in NFL history. Amazing. How about that? How about that? Man. All right, let's get to our poll question here. At TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Delivered by Domino's. Pretty simple question. Who wins the Super Bowl, but by how much? You got Patriots by less than five. The spread's at four and a half. So Patriots, but they don't cover the spread. Eagles shock and win by seven or more. Pats win by more than five. So they cover the spread and win out. Or the Eagles squeak one out and win by four or less. It's tough. I I believe Pats win by less than five. I think this is going to be real close and a very tight game. And I see it ending with New England making a defensive stop, Nick Foles with the ball in his hand. We have to remember, the, the, the Eagles are in a much better situation than the Jags were two weeks ago, where you know if Blake Bortles had to win you the game, we said it on this show, if Blake Bortles had to lead a fourth-quarter drive, you were screwed. And that's what happened. But the Eagles, if I got Nick Foles coming down the field, I'm a little more confident. He's looked real good. So I think that's how it's going to end, and it's going to be real close. So I'm going to vote Patriots by less than five. Chris, how are you voting? I actually went with the Patriots by more than five. Really? Well, the one thing I've noticed with the Patriots, all of their Super Bowl wins, they've all been close. Mm-hmm. For the dominance that they've had in the playoffs, where's that big Super Bowl blowout victory that all they of them close. probably deserve? All of them close. And a bit of luck. And I'm not, listen, people say, oh, the Patriots are lucky. You got to be in position and be there. And if you, you got to be good to be lucky. And if you got a break, I'm not going to hold that against you. A la the Seahawks throwing the ball on, on what, the one, one yard line instead yeah. of handing it to Marshawn Lynch? Absolutely. That's idiotic. But you're playing the game. That's not Belichick's fault. That's not Brady's fault. They took advantage, won the Super Bowl. But you're right. It's very close. Gronk's back in. Is he going to stay in? Brady's, I love too, Scris, how like Brady's stitch count on his hand kept going up as the, <laughs> as the weeks progressed up to the AFC Championship. It started as four, then it went to eight, then 10, now it's now 12, 12, and now he's wearing a magic glove with recovery abilities, he says. He's got a cloak glove, Scris. Yeah, the, uh, the Under Armour stock is going way up with those gloves. Magic glove by Tommy Terrific. So you can vote on who wins the Super Bowl and by how much, again, on Twitter, at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81, and really, if the Pats are going to cover, Eagles shock and win by 7+, plus, or they'll just squeak by, whatever that might be. And also, folks, I've been telling you the last few weeks, if you haven't gone, get your butts out to Control V North York. you got to go there. C-T-R-L-V dot C-A, 647-977-9988, virtual reality gaming site. you got your own pod. You can go with buddies. You can go date night. You can do a corporate function. Adult birthday parties, kids' birthday parties. They have a snowball fight game, Chris. That's a new one. They have a new game out, Snowball we Fight. You could just go outside and have a snowball. You huh? could, or <laughs> you can go to Control V North York and not get wet or have ice chips in your face. Oh, that's nice. Too. Also nice. Don't, don't hit my glasses, Whenever, please. <laughs> Whenever you can avoid ice chips in the face, you're having a good day. They have zombie game. The zombie game's creepy. I'll be honest. The zombie game, it, it's, it's a little too real. It's it's really good. But you got shooter games, virtual uh, mini putt, there's sports games, there's environment games. It is awesome. You got to check it out. Groups, yourself, buddies, dates, whatever. 
Control V North York, CTRLV dot CA, 647-977-9988. Still coming to the show, we're going to get to some prop bets. Those are always fun. And we'll get to uh, some fantasy football, as well as chat with Gerard Cherry and Chris McPherson. Real quick, Chris, uh, Justin Timberlake, JT, Super Bowl halftime show. You like it? Third time. His album dropped yesterday, and I got through a couple songs. You like it? I haven't heard it. I don't. Uh Uh-oh. It has this, like, Uh 90s pop kind of sound to it. Vintage? Mixed with like that EDM pots and pans sound that you hear with oh. the cool kids these days, just uh, I don't like it. I like his old older stuff, like from like 2010, yeah, when he was produced by Timbaland and stuff. Like the 2020 experience was amazing. That was cool. This CD is not that. So I don't know. Unless there's a girl coming on stage and there might be a wardrobe malfunction, I really don't care what about, about Justin Timberlake. Do you think Janet Jackson comes out as a shocker? I think I saw a prop bet where it's like, does Timberlake himself have a, like a clothing malfunction? Does he rip off it? <laughs> or like rip off his pants, expose like one nut or something like oh that? Like, I hope not. That, that would, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to put money down on that prop bet. So that... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, okay, so JT. So we're going to take the break. On the other side, it will be three-time Super Bowl champ from the Patriots, Gerard Cherry, we're going to find out what it was like to win the first three Super Bowls with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at the beginning of the dynasty. A lot more coming up on TSN 4 Downs. That's how it all started. And now Tom Brady is going for number six with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Welcome back to TSN Four Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara, and we are delivered by Domino's. Folks, for the big gamer, just really anytime, go to dominoes.ca. They got you covered. Get a large four-topping pizza, only $11.99. You like side dishes? How about some delicious pasta, chicken wings, buffalo wings, marbled cookie brownie for desserts. Phenomenal. Check it all out at dominoes.ca. You can go on Twitter at TSN4Downs, vote on our poll question, who's going to win the Super Bowl? And at AndyMC81. We're trying to connect with three-time Super Bowl champ from the Patriots, Gerard Cherry. In the meantime, um, I caught up earlier today with Eagles reporter from Eagles.com, Chris McPherson, to go over it. Well, everybody thinks the Patriots, but the, the, I, the general idea is that Philly's going to keep it close. So I got into it with Chris and, and asked him, all right, what do the Eagles have to do to really have a chance here? So here's my conversation from Eagles.com with Chris McPherson. Chris, the Super Bowl is tomorrow. What are we looking at health-wise for the Philadelphia Eagles coming in overall? They healthy? They good? Anything of concern? <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. From a health standpoint, obviously you're not having the likes of Carson Wentz or Jason Peters. Those guys coming back on the field. Superman's not walking in the door <laughs> for you at this point. Uh, but for the guys who have gotten to this point, who won the NFC Championship over the Vikings, no, this team is ready to roll. The bye week was came at a perfect time. They were healthy going into the playoff run, so they, they are good to go. And that's what's great about this matchup with the Patriots is the Eagles are be able to give them everything that they have to offer. And I'm with you 100% on that bye week because Nick Foles coming in and played in a long time, right, and looked a little rusty. But that bye week, he was able to take advantage, 
of the chemistry, build it with the receivers, and boy, he's one of the more fascinating things with Nick Foles to me is that in these playoffs, he was able to win throwing zero touchdowns and 246 yards, and then ball out three TDs and over 350. Is that type of, of difference, that being dynamic in a way that he's not predictable, is that a benefit to him against the Patriots? Well, certainly. I think the biggest thing with Nick Foles is he came in back on December 10th when Carson Wentz suffered the knee injury late in the third quarter of that game, and he had not worked with that first-team unit all season. He came in off the bench. He led a couple scoring drives. They got the division-clinching win over the Rams. Then he had some struggles against the, the Cowboys and the Raiders. And to me, first and foremost, the weather was, it was horrifically cold. Mm-hmm. Neither quarterback in either of those games performed well. But then you get the bye week, he gets the rest with the ones. And the, and the other thing at the end of the regular season going into those Raiders and Cowboys games is that Doug Pearson was trying to rest guys. Yeah. It wasn't a normal practice week. So you factor that into it. Nick Foles gets the full complement of reps as a first-team guy, working with the starters for the first time because he's sidelined for a good part of the preseason with an elbow injury. So you think about that aspect of it, it's not like he really had the summer to work with these guys hmm. either. But John D. Filippo, the quarterback's coach, Frank Reich, the offensive coordinator, and Doug Pearson, they just went through the tape and figured out what works best for Nick. And they wanted to get him into a rhythm early. That's where the RPO buzzword comes into play. You know, but they wanted to give him free reign to take shots down the field, to take advantage of that strong arm, to be able to test teams vertically. And the offensive line has stepped up and provided phenomenal protection. To Nick's credit, he's been great late in the down. And what I mean by that is usually you want to get him to get rid of the ball quickly, to get in that rhythm. But there were times in that Vikings game where you saw him holding on the ball, patting on the ball, waiting for a route to develop. And he would step up in the pocket. He would get out of the pass rush and be able to beat the Vikings deep for the touchdown. So I just think that Bowles has had more work with the first-team offense. I think the coaches are in a groove in terms of what to call for him and what works with his skill set. And you have an offensive line that's an outstanding job protecting him. All those things factored together. Plus the versatility of this offense where you don't know where they're going to go because they have so many offensive weapons. The ground game is so versatile and you know, there's so many different ways that they can attack you in the run game that I just think the Eagles are very tough to defend because they are such a balanced offensive attack. Chris, this is what I like about the Eagles' run game. It's not flashy. Jay is not going to go off for 150 yards, but he's going to get you 70 to 80. He's going to average high threes, low fours per carry. Then you complement that with LeGarrette Blunt being the sledgehammer by the goal line. And then even Corey Clement being able to kind of zip around a little bit of a scat back and, and change of pace. How important is that running game? And the fact that, again, you don't really have a home run hitter, but it's good enough to get the job done and, and take some of the pressure off of Nick Foles. I don't know if you heard this clip, but Carson Wentz was on the sideline during, I forget which playoff game it was, and he was caught on the NFL film's miking saying that we are so tough to defend from a run game standpoint because Jeff Dallin, the offensive line coach, and all the guys who I mentioned before from Doug and Frank Reich and John DiFilippo, you know, there are so many different versions of the ground game that the Eagles utilize that is so difficult to try to game plan for it and that they execute them so well, and that the offensive line is so athletic, it's so tough at the same time, that they can win at the point of attack. Hmm. But if it's a play where you need a Jason Kelsey at center or a Lane Johnson at right tackle to get to the second level to take on a linebacker, they are able to do that. You know, 
I think Deuce Daly, the running backs coach, has found what works well with each of these running backs, all the guys you've mentioned, and they basically are able to call plays for each guy, but they're diverse enough where they can, if you need J.H.I. to be the guy to go in between tackles, he can do that. If you need Corey Clement, who wasn't known in Wisconsin as a guy who could catch the ball in the backfield, he can do that. And he had a huge third-down conversion in the win over the Vikings where he was able to shake off Anthony Barr and get to the sticks for a first down. You know, look at Eric Blunt. They can get him to the outside if need be, but they pretty much have the bread-and-butter system of what works for each guy and because that the guys are kept fresh throughout the course of the game. And they know when they go in there, you mentioned there's no home run hitter. They don't need to get the home run. Just avoid the negative plays. Yeah. They really need to do a good job against the Patriots of keeping those second and third downs in manageable situations so you know that on third and short, you don't know what you're going to be defending against because you could have could have a pass play, you could have an RPO, you could have a screen game option there. There's so many different options there for the Eagles at their display if they're able to make sure they win those early downs. In conversation with Chris McPherson from PhiladelphiaEagles.com on Twitter at Eagles. Uh, Chris, let's talk coaching matchup here. Of course, Bill Belichick, the evil genius, the mad scientist, right? Everyone thinks he's either cheating or scheming or lying or, or something. And with all those Super Bowls, you obviously give the devil his due. But I don't think enough is being said about the job of Doug Peterson and Frank Reich on that coaching staff, what they've able to, one, overcome. You listed the injuries earlier. To, and able to, after you lose your franchise quarterback, most teams, it's over. You're done. Come out next year. Not this Eagles team, and it looks like they keep getting better. The coaching matchup, Peterson, Belichick, what do you make of it? The key for Doug Peterson is to stay true to what's gotten them here. You know, I've spoken to a lot of reporters throughout the week here, Radio Row, and during the media availability for the players, and been asked a lot about Doug Peterson and that exact matchup, and I agree with the sentiment that the key is that Doug has been aggressive all year long. On one drive, he may go for a fourth down. On another, he may not. You know, I go back to the Falcons game and, you know, some of the key fourth down conversions he had there. You know, he's been gutsy throughout the course of the year. Don't change now. Don't change just because it's the biggest stage. It's a Super Bowl. You don't want to get tight because the players feed off of that. The players are going to get a sense of what's going on. The thing with Belichick is you've got to be ready for the punch. You've got to weather the storm, so to speak. Mm. You know there's going to be a turnover. There's going to be a mistake at some point. Belichick's teams are so well coached that they can weather the storm. The question for the Eagles with a lot of these players being in this game for the first time is, are they going to be able to handle that pressure? The Eagles have trailed in the playoffs, and they've been able to maintain their poise and be able to find ways to come back and win. They're going to probably need to do that. There's going to be some adversity throughout the course of the game. And the other thing you have to realize is you've got to make sure to finish off teams. And what's been remarkable about Doug Pearson throughout the course of the year is that this team, this Eagles team, has beaten up. They haven't, like, played down to their competition. They've been able to beat up on some of the teams that they were expected to beat throughout the course of the season and beat them handily, mm-hmm. showing that they didn't take them lightly. When you get to the fourth quarter against the Patriots, you look at the Patriots' Super Bowl wins. They've all been close games. The largest victory, largest margin of victory was the six-point overtime game last year against Atlanta. And that was, of course, after the 28-3 comeback. So you know the game's going to be tight down at the end of the game. You know Brady's going to be able to make those plays. You've got to be able to withstand the storm early, but also make sure you execute late. And if you do happen to get the edge on them, don't take your foot off the gas pedal and put them away. Last one for you here, Chris. To me, on defense, the advantage that the Eagles have, similar to what the New York Giants were able to do, front four is tremendous. And you can get pressure from the front four, drop the rest of the guys back, 
force Brady to get rid of the ball even faster, but you're taking away his his outlets, his options there. Is that the key for you on defense for Philly? Is it getting that for a front four pressure, hurrying Brady, and really being able to drop everybody else back? Oh, certainly. The two guys I'm watching here, Fletcher Cox. You know, this guy could be the MVP of the Super Bowl right here. He's had an absolute dominant postseason. And this is a guy who is the $100 million man for the Eagles. It's no surprise that he's coming up big at the biggest of times for this football team. The other guy coming off the edge, Brandon Graham, okay? He's going against the right tackle. Looks like Cam Fleming is going to be the guy. He's got to win that matchup. So they're going to have their opportunities. But if they can get the heat on Brady early and just make – even if even if he gets rid of the ball quickly, which I would certainly expect – the thing is, if you have a chance to hit him, you've got to make him feel it. You've got to rattle him in the pocket. You can't allow him to get comfortable. You certainly can't allow him to be there, sitting back there, patting the ball for three and four seconds and getting rid of it. They've got to get that rush. And they can get it up the middle. And I think Fletcher Cox has some winnable matchups. Whether they, you know, he's primarily the left defensive tackle, they could move him over to the right defensive tackle for a better matchup. But whichever way they want to put him, he's got to be able to dominate up the middle and collapse the pocket and make life uncomfortable for Brady. He's, he's not known as an athlete. We all know that, but he is tremendous at being able to work inside the pocket. So if they have their shots at Brady, they've got to take them, and they really have to round because I don't expect the Patriots to have a rushing game. They really have put everything on Brady in this game. Now, the running backs will be involved, but it'll be more in the pass game. Yes. But everything in the playoffs has come through Brady. So the biggest thing for the Eagles is, They've got to get the pressure. They've got to win those one-on-one matchups. And if they have the opportunity to hit Brady, they can't miss out on those chances. Well, let's hope it's a fun game. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Certainly will. Thanks for having me on. All right, that was Chris McPherson from Eagles.com, giving the Philly side of how they can take out Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. We're going to break down the Super Bowl more. We'll have quotes from Gronk and from Radio Row as we get set for Super Bowl 52. A lot more coming up on TSN 4 Downs across the TSN radio network. I love having dynasties. That's what we're trying to start here in Philly. At the same time, they in a way of what we're trying to get. We're trying to get a trophy, man. We're trying to bring this trophy back to Philly for the first time. We're trying to win the Super Bowl. So all that dynasty stuff, that don't matter to me. Alshon Jeffrey. A little bit of smack from the Philadelphia Eagles getting ready for Super Bowl 52. Of course, you can watch that on CTV and listen across the TSN radio network. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. And you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. We are delivered by Domino's. Get a large four-topping pizza for just $11.99. Side dishes, pasta, marble cookie brownie for dessert. Domino's.ca, carryout, delivery, whatever. Do it for the big game. Do it anytime. Domino's.ca. CA on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. You can vote in our Twitter poll on who is going to win the Super Bowl and by how much at TSN4Downs. All right, one of the storylines coming into the week was Gronk. Rob Gronkowski had the extra week, entered concussion protocol. It's a different age now, right? You can't just assume someone's going to shake away the cobwebs and be all right. Well, Gronk was cleared and he spoke to the media earlier this week. Gronk, how you feeling? I knew I was going to be playing the whole time, uh, but I was just obviously being cautious too. Um, I didn't want to jump right into it right away. Uh, the the team didn't want to do it. It was. I think we did the process very well uh, with the training staff here and the doctors that we had. I think they did a great job in preparing me to get back. So Gronk is in. He's ready to play. But really, like obviously, if you have Rob, Rob Gronkowski, you want to play him. Duh. He's a monster and, when healthy, the best tight end in the game. 
But the Patriots have won Super Bowls and big games without Gronk. Like, it's, they seem to be the only team that can overcome losing their most dynamic weapon and being okay. You have Danny Amendola, who's five foot nothing, supermanning it over in the AFC Championship game. Like, would it have surprised anyone if Gronk didn't play? If Chris Hogan balled out? No, he's done it before. Deion Lewis, Brandon Cooks. Like, they have so many different ways that, that Brady can go. Not necessarily if they're on other teams' stars, but just being able to manufacture it. And I think, really, if you look, the two interesting aspects to this game on both offenses is the backfield. I think it's a fascinating matchup. Because for the Patriots, you have Deion Lewis, James White, and Rex Burkhead, really, uh, as, the, as kind of the, the three-headed swing. And then for Philly, you have Jay LeGarrette Blunt, who's the sledgehammer, and Corey Clement, a little bit of a scat-back type. For Lewis, that especially, if you can get the front four pressure, if you can get that front four pressure on Tom Brady, Deion Lewis is going to be his best friend. Because what happens? If the Eagles, the same way that the New York Giants were able to beat Brady, in part was send the front four, get pressure, collapse the pocket, make Brady hurry up more than he does already. It's one of the quickest releases in the NFL. We all know that. But if you get with him, you drop seven back... Then all of a sudden, well, everybody's covered. So Deion Lewis becomes that much more important because in space, he's arguably the most dangerous running back in the league. So if Brady can just, boop, pop it to Deion Lewis, and he can be dangerous in space, that's a huge weapon. And then down low, James White was a rock star in the Super Bowl last year. Rex Burkhead on the goal line. Flip it to Philly. You look at Jay Ajayi. What a key pickup. Probably the most underrated pickup, I think, of the season for Philly. You have Jay Ajayi in, and you look at his stats, not overly flashy. Right? 70 to 80 yards, high threes, low fours, yards per carry. But he's efficient. He can go in between the tackles. You can swing him out if you want. So you have him, kind of your more traditional back. Then LeGarrette Blunt at the goal line. Boom, sledgehammer against his old team. And Corey Clement, can, you can wiggle him around. Nelson Aguilar as well has lined up in the backfield. So the, the, the running backs, the backfields, I think, are so interesting because you're not, you don't have a, a true bell cow like a Le'Veon Bell who can ha- you hand him the ball 25 times, call it a day. But you have little pieces that, that blend. It's, boy, it's, it's interesting. Now, Teddy Bruschi was on... Um, overdrive yesterday, I believe, and he was part of those early Super Bowl teams with the New England Patriots when you had Brady and Belichick just starting out, and there's always seems to be something, and maybe it gets in players and coaches' heads, maybe it doesn't, but I have a feeling it does. People clam up. The mystique of the Patriots. Are they cheaters? How do they do it? Do they have the, the... It's almost like magical powers for them. But the mystique... And the winning, it gets into people's head. Teddy Bruschi spoke about opponents getting caught up in the Patriot lore. 
I think they forget. They, they, I think they, they get caught up in this is the Patriots in a, in a Philly sort of uh, uh, comparison. This is uh, Apollo, uh, Rocky Balboa versus Apollo Creed, and they, and they look at it as like, ah, oh, these are the Patriots. They're going to win. But so many things, guys, can happen in a football game. A muffed punt, a fumbled kickoff, a blocked punt, uh, a fumbled snap, something like that. Turnovers no one anticipates. That pass versus the Philadelphia Eagles, can they generate them? Absolutely. Can can the Patriots make a mistake? Absolutely. That's why everyone loves watching football because so much goes on amongst those 22 players are on the field at the same time. Anything can happen. Teddy Bruschi, former Patriot, Super Bowl champ. And yeah, the, the matchup you got to watch. Can the front four of Philly get to Brady? Because that's the benefit of having a strong front four. You don't have to send the house on blitzes. Because if you do, Brady loves being blitzed. He loves it. Yeah, send everybody. Waits that extra step over the middle. Gronk takes it. Amendola, whoever, Lewis, makes you pay. But if you can send the four, drop everybody else back, that changes it up. That's the key matchup to me. Can Phillies D do it? Tyrone Crawford, Canadian, from the Dallas Cowboys, was on the Scott MacArthur Show yesterday and spoke about the Eagles and Patriots defense. A great defensive game by the Eagles. Um, definitely, I mean, that D line has definitely got to show up. They got the talent. Um, you know, they got the push up the middle. Uh, Fletch does a really good job of doing that, and and their outside guys definitely can burn the edge and and get sacks. So, um, you know, I, I feel like they just got to keep doing what they were doing on, on the defensive line side. Corners got to hold up, you know. Um, and then obviously, you know, the offense. Uh, a lot of people don't look at Patriots defense that often and then see how good they are. But I feel like they've done a really good job. I watch a lot of. When I watch, I don't really watch football um, unless it's the team I'm playing, you know, the next week. But I've um, been, been keeping up with uh, these playoffs uh, lately. And, you know, I've been watching defenses. And I feel like uh, the Patriots defense is just playing amazing. And, uh, you know, I feel like <laughs> the Eagles got to worry about that as well. Yeah, and we talk about the Eagles defense and how good it is. The Pats D was terrible at the start of the year. Remember they got punked by Kansas City? Terrible. But they grew. They adapted. That secondary is sneaky. That secondary, Stephon Gilmore, no joke, coming over from the Bills, right? Malcolm Butler's banged up a little bit, but he was the Super Bowl hero against the Seattle Seahawks in what might be his last game with the New England Patriots. So we talk about the, the Eagles' defense and how dangerous they are, and they are. Fletcher Cox, right? But the Pats, and, and what does that do for the Eagles' weapon? We look at the Eagles' options for Nick Foles. All right. You got Alshon Jeffrey, big body possession guy. Zach Ertz, the tight end. Zach Ertz on the offense, Zach Ertz has to be the go-to. If I'm the Patriots, I'm looking to take away Ertz. Not the same level as, as effectiveness as Gronk can be. Gronk's on his own planet when he's healthy. But Ertz can be that guy over the middle. Move the chains. That's going to be Nick Foles' best friend. Then Nelson Aguilar, you can line him up in a variety of areas. Sometimes he can be effective. He had a better chemistry with Carson Wentz. And then Torrey Smith. Scriz, I'm telling you, Torrey Smith is the one guy who I see doing nothing the entire game, but all he has to do is get behind that cornerback one time. That's all you got to do. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Torrey Smith one catch, one touchdown. Like, wait wait for it all day. And we've seen the cannon on Nick Foles. Like, Torrey Smith could be 
an X factor. If you're looking at just weaponry, the Eagles have the better offense, except in one part, one very important part, and that's quarterback. And yeah, Tom Brady can do. For the Pats defense, like in the playoffs, you played against Tennessee and Jacksonville. Not the best set of weapons? No. Well, and especially with Jacksonville, not the best quarterback. Absolutely. Right? But I do think it's an interesting matchup because even if so Smith streaks down the middle, that's or down the sideline, that's a lot of space for a quick guy like Aguilar or Absolutely. a big guy like Ertz. Or Ertz or Jeffrey. Because you don't, yeah, because it was. Gilmore will probably get Jeffrey. That'll be an interesting one-on-one matchup. So I'm curious to see how they cover Ertz and Aguilar. Yeah, you drop guys back. They have Butler, if he, depending on how effective he is, at Chung at safety, McCourty. Boy, McCourty's had a great year too for a vet. Yeah, and then Gilmore again on the outside. This I don't see this one being a blowout at all. I, I think this is going to be along the lines of a twenty. 420 type of of score that type of thing where it's it's close over under set at 48 and a half real quick scores you taking the over or under i'm going under 48 48 and a mm. half i see it being like a 44 45 point total i, I don't see it getting too much to i don't know i might take the over i might take the over mm. it is indoors yeah, and so the Eagles get off the quick starts, mm-hmm. and the Patriots have been playing from behind a lot of these games, and, and they always come back. They get on a roll, <laughs> and you just can't stop them. That's so what they do. I'm just I'm picturing Pats get up ten oh. with like four minutes to go, three minutes to go. Philly drives, maybe kick a field goal, try to get the ball back with two minutes to go. And Nick Foles marches. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Wow, but it's going to be fun. You after I saw twenty to three, I don't know what to think <laughs> anymore. You can never, no lead is ever safe. And does that creep into the Eagles' head if that happens? It's going to be a great game. We'll take the break, come back. We'll go over some Super Bowl prop bets and also the last chance for fantasy football of the season. A lot more coming up, TSN 4 Downs. Back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. We're delivered by Domino's, folks. For the big game, you got to go Domino's. Domino's.ca, large four-topping pizza, just $11.99. Try the side dishes, the pasta, chicken wings, marble cookie brownie for dessert. Domino's.ca. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. Was going to do Super Bowl prop bets, but when a three-time Super Bowl champ calls, you take it. And it's Gerard Cherry who won the first three Super Bowls with the Patriots and the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era on the line. Gerard Cherry. Gerard, how's it going, man? I am doing well. How are you, Andy? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Okay. Hey, when this whole this whole dynasty started, like it just seems like it's been going on forever between Belichick and Brady, but you were there before the swag, before the mind games all got into everybody and the Patriots being unbeatable. And if I remember correctly, Belichick and the whole system was kind of a little bit on the rocks before that first Super Bowl. Can you take us through what it was like before Tom Brady and Belichick became the legends that they are now? Yeah, you hit on the head, Andy. It was a situation in which there wasn't stability. There wasn't any certainty that heck, Bill would even have his job. And the crazy thing about it, what turned our season around was Bill being candid, open, honest about the situation because we were, if I'm not mistaken, floating around one in three or something crazy like that. And he flat out had a team meeting. And typically when you have team meetings, nothing good comes out because normally finger pointing and you did this, you need to do that, and get your stuff together type of 
speeches that generally lead to nothing. But in this particular case, he sat us all down. We, we met and we did something ceremonial. It may sound corny and cheesy, but the crazy thing is it worked and it's still paying dividends today. And what we did was he had a hole in the practice field dug up. He took a football, placed the football in that hole and had everybody walk by and kick dirt over it. Hmm. He said, that's buried in the past, and we're moving forward as a good football team because if we don't do the right things, he said, fly out. He wouldn't be there, and more than likely most of us wouldn't be there because he was responsible for us being there. And just that message of him just for me being that open and transparent moved me, and it moved my teammates. And <laughs> here wow. you are years later, and they're still doing their thing. Unbelievable. In conversation with Gerard Cherry, three-time Super Bowl champ with the Patriots, also host of The Next Level on ESPN 850 in Cleveland on Twitter at JRCherry3. So we know the transition. Bledsoe to Brady. Six-round pick, and, and the, the, the story and, and legacy has grown from there. But Tom Brady at the start, did he did he always have that, that confidence, Gerard? Was he always like that leader of men that you see right now? Has he been that same guy? He had that, as we say, swag about him. He had that leadership gene in him and the ability to do the extra things. He definitely possessed that, but I should definitely put it out there. We owe so much to Drew Bledsoe, and not enough credit is given to him because there became, there came a moment in the season where Drew was ready to play, and there was an issue between should he go back and be the starter or should they remain with Tom. And Drew handled it like a leader in his own right by saying, you know what, I'm not going to destroy this team and split it because the team would have split in factions though. I want Team Drew or I'm with Team Brady. But Drew, being the leader that he was, or is rather, said, you know what, I'm going to squash this thing. This is about the team and not about me. And another principle and tenet of the Patriots' way was put on display back then. And to the, for the most part, as far as I know, it still carries itself today. Wow. And, and that's, hey, that's a great point, Gerard. Full credit to Drew Bledsoe. Because if you split that at that time, we could be looking at a whole different history, right? Oh, totally, because he could have demanded it, pounded on the pavement, and worked Mr. Kraft and say, hey, I'm the, I'm the first-round draft pick. I'm the face of the franchise. How dare you treat me like this for a six-round draft pick? Are you kidding me? But he didn't. He may have thought those things, but he didn't do those things. <laughs> and <laughs> and that it was huge because there was a moment, a fork-in-a-row moment, where those things were starting to come to light, but he squashed them, and he, and he, saved, our, he saved our season. Gerard, does Tom Brady have anything left to prove? Like, he won the fifth one. I, the, really, the arguments between, I think, him and Montana have been put to bed. He's won the most. If he wins the sixth, like, is there win or lose? Does that do anything for Brady's legacy? Yeah, it does. Because I, I believe what he's trying to prove is, and you bring up Joe Montana and having grown up the barrier like Tom, we're both very well aware of this. Heck, we even talked about it. The 49ers traded Joe Montana. The 49ers let Joe Montana go. Mm-hmm. And for someone growing up in the Bay Area, that was like, whoa, if Joe Montana can get let go, anybody can get let go. And I really do believe that Tom's mentality is I'm going to go out on my own terms, on the top, with my skill level not diminishing one bit so that you can't do what happened to Joe to me. Interesting. Gerard, I listen to you every day on the next level on ESPN 850 Cleveland. Thanks for stopping by and uh, doing such a great job. Uh, No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Gerard Cherry, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots on Twitter, at JRCherry3. Wow. What insight. We're going to post this 
on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs, the TSN1050.ca show page, the insight, if you missed any of it from Gerard Sherry, what Brady and Belichick were like before, almost teetering, almost getting fired, you got to hear that. So we'll, we'll post that right up there uh, on iTunes and iHeartRadio as well. Uh, so I want to get to this as we wrap up the show. Last chance, folks, for fantasy football. DraftKings.com has the showdown. And if you haven't played this, this is really cool. Scriz, I want to get you in on this league this week. It's different in the sense that you have the salary cap, but there's four offensive players you pick and two defensive players. So you're not picking a chunk defense. You can't say, ah, the Eagles defense is going to do real well. All right, well, who? Who specifically? And do you go the strategy of, all right, I'll take a middle linebacker because he's going to get bulk tackles, smaller points, but more of them against the running game? Or am I going to be taking a Stephon Gilmore, for example, and hope for a pick six and, and the big play? So that's, that's the game plan. And for the offensive players, you don't have to pick by position. You can pick running back, quarterback, whatever. So you go showdown is the contest on DraftKings.com. Uh, for an example, I went Deion Lewis. For me, I just think he's going to get a whole lot of touches. And for defense, I'm really liking uh, Nigel Bradham. For the Philadelphia Eagles. Linebacker, again, I'm going, and he's he's gotten some big fantasy point games in the past. He has two double-digit ones in the last four weeks. So multiple tackles. He can pop in the odd sack, too. So check that out. Showdown at DraftKings.com. Scrizz, you ready for the Super Bowl, buddy? Oh, buddy. Good to go? All the Domino's pizza Woo! in the world. Let's go. Can't wait. Let's go. Eagles and Pats. And actually, I'm going to be live Super Bowl pregame show on TSN 1050 Sunday, live from Real Sports. So come down. It's right beside the ACC. Come down, say hi from 3.30 to 6. And then I'm emceeing the Super Bowl party at Real Sports. So come down. One more show next hello. week, too. Last show of the season next week. All right, folks. Enjoy the game. For producer Mike Skrzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs on the TSN Radio Network.